Okay, welcome everybody back for another week of the other Everest. Uh, myself, Ali Stone, and my host, David Irvin. We are always so honored and excited to get to be here with all of you. Um, like I said, in the last couple of weeks, we've started something new. We started uh, proposing a question and exploring it. And you know what? I think this is really good for Dave and I too, because <laughs> we spend a few minutes really thinking about what this question means together. And we've both been pondering it for the weekend. So I think this is going to be a really fun way to start uh, exploring some new topics and some new ideas. So without further delay, Mr. Irvin, it's great to see you today as always. Always good, Allie. It's always good. I'm excited about the topic today. <laughs> Me too. Um, you know, I often think about psychological safety and how to create safe environments for teams. And to be honest, um, I've kind of done it almost a little bit intuitively, I think, in my career. And I haven't done a lot of research on it. And in the last, um, I don't know, maybe three weeks, I've kind of really dove into, you were talking about Amy Edmondson last time, and I've dove into her work. And she was like, primarily healthcare, right? So she was kind of like trying to figure out how to create these like psychologically safe spaces in healthcare so that there'd be less mistakes in medicine. Um, but it's so relevant to any kind of team, business, organization, anytime we have this like interconnectedness of people and different personalities, it's so incredibly important. So the question um, I would like to explore today <laughs> is how can we, or can we go about creating uh, psychologically safe teams and organizations? What can we do as leaders to create this type of environment that people are happy to work in, that they, they feel comfortable and safe, that they can come and be creative and innovative, but they can also bring uh, their challenges, their failures, their fears, <laughs> their concerns to the table. Um, yeah, so I think, I think there's a lot. That question packs a punch. <laughs> So maybe what I know that Amy did go beyond healthcare, and it's such a universal um, principle about the importance of this. And she's really shone a light on the value and importance of psychological safety. Right. Yeah. We've known about physical safety for a long time, but to 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 really to really talk about psychological safety is a is a game changer. Yeah. So you have been living this for fifteen years. So I have some theory around it and, and some models that I present when, when I work with organizations to help them create psychologically safe places to work in. But I would love to hear your experience. Mm -hmm. What have you done intuitively to build this in your organization for the last 15 years? Yeah, oh, well, I think that um, the first thing I do is I get really curious. So I try to ask people a lot of questions because I don't want to be the one with all the answers and I don't try to be and I have this <laughs> I have this thing now where I'm like I'm not an expert in this I'm not an expert in this like that's not so I don't I, I try really hard I think when I first started leading I used to walk around and feel like I had to have the answer right you get this kind of feeling that you have to be there for people but that's actually not being there for people so it turned into this oh that's a really interesting question let's find out the answer together. <laughs> Let's see how we can go about this together. Um, and now on our leadership team, we do a lot of round tables. So there's kind of like an, an open survey link where they can submit anytime, uh, any concern, thought, question, probing, whatever they want to talk about. And so I'll just kind of like randomly choose one 
every week if we can, if not every other couple weeks. And we just put the topic on the table and try to create a safe space for everybody to talk about it. So everybody can kind of have their opinion and share, share their thoughts and feelings around a certain subject that I probably wouldn't have necessarily brought up, right? Had they not submitted that. So I really try to get curious. I think that's the first thing I do for sure. Um, yeah, and the acknowledging that I'm not perfect. <laughs> like I, you know, when I'm saying I'm not the expert, but also that I'm not perfect. Like. Uh, when it comes to psychological safety, I think I mentioned last time I had a little bit of a, where I came across wrong with one of our leaders and I circled back right away because I felt it. And I knew that um, she was open to the conversation. We could have a safe conversation about it. I could go back and apologize and we could figure that out together. And it was amazing, right? She was like, so great about it and and you know like I, I felt guilty obviously about the way I had responded but I was able to go back and be like that wasn't me and I, I apologize like it was in the heat of the moment and I wasn't really thinking so I think that that's another one that I do and then the other thing I really like to do this is an interesting one but I like to kind of take the things we're doing and um frame them not how do I articulate this not so much as strategy but more as learning, as like an experiment, as like a deep diving into something new. And we're all in uncharted territory. And um, so I was doing these kind of like intelligence pods last year and they do these um, planning sessions every three weeks. And I try to really go into it with this really open mind that whatever we achieve, we're all exploring new territory together. And I'd like to think that that creates a really nice open environment and space for psychological safety too so I think like off the top of my head those would probably be the three things that come to mind that I have done over the years um, that I feel like have been effective and definitely um, valuable for myself and the team so that's beautiful it's beautiful and I think research would obviously support that all of that works Allie on one condition and that is that you are psychologically safe to be around because mm -hmm. you're comfortable with yourself. You're vulnerable, you're confident, you're real, you're authentic. And so all of that flows naturally. Now, if, if we took all those techniques, all those tools that you've just given, and call them strategies, tools, whatever you want to call them. And you're a really tense person that's not safe to be around. You could apply all those tools and it'll never work. Hmm. So the key always, the foundation of all of this work is yourself as a leader. How safe am I to be around as a human being? And everybody needs to ask themselves that question. It is a fundamental leadership question. The question that goes with it is how stressed are you? Because right. I'm going to promise you, if you go to work stressed, you are not going to be safe to be around. Now, I've had leaders, and this is where it gets tricky, because some of us can be in stress for so long, we don't even know that we're stressed. That was going to be my question. <laughs> like, that. Oh, it's not aware, oh. right? This is where self-awareness is so critical. I've had leaders tell me, oh, yeah, I lose my temper once a month, but I'm safe to be around. And what they don't <laughs> understand is that if you lose your temper once a month, 
Yeah. Um, you live in that all the time because you never know. Now, if you could, if you could, I, the next question I always ask leaders is if you lose your temper once a month, I said, do you schedule that a month in advance? If you schedule it a month in advance, I have no problem with you losing your temper once in a month. The problem isn't your temper. The problem is the unpredictability of it. Right. So how predictable am I? You know, how much, um, how, and it basically comes to how stressed I am. Now, how do you know that? Well, this is where you have to get feedback. Right. And I would suggest that this is where 360 feedback can come in as a tool. That I would, if you are really committed, and this is an intention that you have to say, I want us, I want this place to be psychologically safe. Then what the first step that I help leaders do is to create a 360 feedback. And it doesn't have to be complicated, but basically ask people, do I, do you feel safe being around me? And the key questions are, am I predictable? Can you predict the mood that I'm going to come in on any given day? And then you ask yourself, you know, if, if I'm, if I'm not predictable, if I'm stressed, do you have a process for dealing with your stress? But that's, that's a, that's a strategy behind the strategy, right? So, um, so how, how predictable am I? How approachable am I? Can you bring the bad news? One of the things that's going to make, and you've alluded to this already in your strategies, but one of the things that's critical is it's not just encouraged to bring the bad news. It's necessary to bring mm -hmm. the bad news because there's always bad news. There's always stuff that people don't like, that people perceive as unfair, whatever. Yeah. And don't pretend that we have to get rid of the bad news to call this a healthy culture. A safe culture is one that where the bad news can be brought. So you have to create a process where people are encouraged, where it's necessary. If you haven't had bad news lately brought to you, that's usually an indicator that it's not a safe place because people don't. People don't bring uh, bad news to people they don't feel safe with. Let so, me tell you this. Sometimes I struggle with the bad news. Like sometimes I struggle to hear it. Like I, I, I worry about where it's coming from or how it's being shared and if that's appropriate. And um, so it's not the actual topic itself. Maybe it's more in the presentation of it that I struggle with sometimes. And I struggle to move through that with a team member to a place of dealing with the bad news versus the, uh, I don't know, how would you even describe that approach? Uh, not helpful, right? A not helpful approach to bringing the bad news. Right. Is that an what, unreasonable expectation I have? No, it's totally realistic. And, but what you're saying is you're ready to work with the bad news. It's yeah. a struggle. You learn how to work with it. Um, so this is so, from a systems perspective, this whole notion of creating psychological safety, it's not, it's simple, but it, it does get, it's not easy right. because there's so many different variables. For example, there are some people, if you have grown up in a family where you didn't feel safe, you'll project that onto your boss. Right. I, you know, it's, it's, it's my premise and our, our premise that how we are with our parents is how we are with our boss. Unless you've done some work on yourself, a lot of people won't feel safe around you, not because you're not safe, but because you're a boss. Yeah. And if you've had bad experience with people in authority, 
you're not going to you're not you're not going to feel safe. So you do have to create an ownership, a, a personal responsibility mentality in the organization, and you need to teach people and coach people how to present bad news from a personal responsibility perspective. So they're not dumping on you. Mm-hmm. Although dumping on you at least is a good start uh, because you don't dump on people that you don't feel safe with. No. So at least that's a good start, but you want to take it beyond that and say, what's your part of the bad news? What's my part of the bad news? What can I do? What can you do? And let's brainstorm that together and make it safe to have that hard conversation. Mm-hmm. I feel like, yeah, the dumping is is actually a good space. It's a stepping stone. It's when there's finger pointing and blame and rather than saying we have a problem here, how can we, how can we work on this together? It's like, this is your fault. I really struggle with that message <laughs> right? because I but just don't lead that way either. Right. So no, at least if think people are finger pointing, I'd far rather have blame and criticism because criticism can lead to change. Mm-hmm. At least they're opening up far better to have blame and criticism than, than to have things go under the carpet. Yeah, for sure. Because yeah. what they're blaming about and criticizing is going to be there anyway. It's how it's raised. Yeah. And so the, the always the answer, the, the response to all feedback, whether we like it or not, is always thank you. Thank you so much for your honesty about that. And let me take this into consideration, or what are we going to do about this together? And then really spend some time coaching your teams on what the difference is between, you know, who's responsible for what, and, mm-hmm. and have them learn the skill of bringing the bad news responsibly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, it's just always a work in progress. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you know, that's what all leaders need to know is that it, you might think you're totally there with somebody or a group of people, and then something might happen, right. That shakes that foundation a little bit or changes a perspective or somebody's perspective changes. They evolve into somebody different, you know, not quite the same alignment anymore and we have we have these things and we kind of have to revisit and come back and try to figure out what that looks like moving forward right this relates to marriages it relates to friendships yeah think of every relationship in your life right now and then ask yourself how safe do you feel in that relationship is a significant maybe you're in a significant relationship do you feel like when you're in that relationship you can be safe to be who you are and notice the impact. And you know what? If there's one word that I could leave our listeners with, if you want to start with one, one thing to create safety around you, it would be the word empathy. Mm-hmm. Is learn everything you can about empathy. I'm, although I've added curiosity to this too, from you. So I love that notion of being curious and being empathy and, and expressing empathy and really learning how to tune in and feel with people mm-hmm. without agreeing or disagreeing. The idea is to people need to feel validated for their emotions. And this is paramount to creating safety. When people feel really supported, oh, and listened to and heard. You don't need to feel like you have to agree with people in order to have safety. Right. Right. Your dog, see, Memphis agrees. We're on board here. This is good. You know, he just has to make a cameo every once in a while. Of course. Of course. You see, <laughs> this is all about needing to feel heard. 
eating his meal as though he's making a contribution. He makes contributions in this neighborhood, trust me. <laughs> but he represents all of us that need a voice. Yeah, he does. I love, I love your uh, presentation in our masterclass when you talk about finding your voice, oh, yeah. the pathway to engagement, and you, uh, you actually have recorded his voice and talked about his voice over the years. I think it's so beautiful. He's, oh, he's, yeah. he's a good dog. We're pretty lucky to have him for sure. Well, that was a great conversation today. I think, uh, yeah, some good takeaways there for me to think about for sure. And I think for other leaders and listeners as well. So I, I just want to say before we get off the phone, before we get off this call, I just want to say that I feel incredibly safe around you and you bring out creative thoughts and ideas and perspective. You're, you're curious, you're empathetic. It's really hard to identify what makes one person safe to be around and what, per, what, what makes another person unsafe to be around. And I think as I hear myself talk through this, you also have this capacity to be non-judgmental. And I think, I think when we have this responsibility to get a job done, we can inadvertently bring judgment into a relationship we'll just, that will just shut off safety. Just because we have expectations doesn't mean that we uh, don't that we can don't need to act uh, with acceptance and non-judgmental mm -hmm. uh, and a non-judgmental attitude. So you bring all those qualities that make it safe, and it's so great to work in a safe relationship. Oh, thanks, Dave. <laughs> so nice of you to say. You also, you don't get that if it's not reciprocal. I will say that as well. It can't be a one-sided thing. So that safety is is reciprocated. So thank you. <laughs> All right, we'll see you.